Hey everybody, it's Saturday Live from the couch. Running a little ragged today, but that's okay. So in just a minute, I am going to bring in an awesome, awesome artist. I love her. I love her music. She seems absolutely awesome. So let me tell you a little bit about her. So she is, I believe, an American living in Europe, which is really wicked cool. And she's a singer-songwriter. She's an opera singer. She's a poet, performance artist. She is a rock and roll torchbearer from Florida. Let me tell you, there's some awesome artists coming out of Florida as of late, what I'm finding. She currently resides in Europe. So... I'm going to ask her to join in. I'm bringing in Logan. So she's going to hop on in just a minute. And we are excited to chat with her. Oh, <laughs> Hello there. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I am a little chilly in Scotland this spring, but I'm um, a Floridian surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and I wasn't sure exactly where you were going to be calling from because I think uh, I've seen Paris on your website. I know we, we exchanged emails back and forth and you said you were in the UK. So now it sounds like you're in, where are you? I'm in Scotland. Um, oh, how lovely. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the band is in Paris and uh, we've been working based out of Paris for a few years now, but um Americans are actually given a little more leeway to travel to and from the UK. Our oh. passport allows us to be here for six months at a time, um, whereas the EU allows us only three months at a time. So for the last several years, I've been able to get some UK management and shows and things like that and projects and co-writers that um, allow me to use up that time that I'm given here. Six months is, you can get a lot done in six months. Yeah. So the dance between the two is sort of where I've been at for a while. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I mean, what made you decide to want to go to Europe rather than stay in the States? Because I know, I think you were doing some stuff in the Nashville area as well, right? So yeah, is there a particular was, reason? Um, well, I started in Boston when I was okay. in school. And um, during that time in school, there just really wasn't a lot of opportunity to play. And I think that that pushed me to move to Nashville, which is in the center of the country. So easy to tour to everywhere from the Mississippi Delta to you're halfway between, between LA and New York. So that, I think I probably wouldn't have moved to Nashville so quickly if I hadn't been so anxious to play in multiple places that weren't just the Boston kind of Berkeley scene or mm -hmm. the, um, the New England scene or trying to break into New York, which is like a whole beast of it of its own. Um, so Nashville really was about touring for me. And when I had toured to all the places that I wanted to see in America a few times, um, I think I was just really curious about what things were like over here. And I came in 2016 just to London and Paris. And I was like, I, I have to do this now. I can't go back and just, you know, with all due respect to middle America, some of the most fun I've had on tours in middle America. I just... I wanted to see old things. I wanted to see um, 
different scenes in London and Paris who are doing kind of the same thing that I was doing. And it was cool to, to see that reflected across the ocean. So, yeah. Yeah, Europe tends to be a little bit more, I like to think they're a little bit more advanced and a little bit more, um, I don't want to say accepting, but it is accepting. Like they, they like different types of music. It's, it, you know, I, I think, no, no offense to anyone in the U.S., but I think we are very cookie cutter in the types of music that people listen to. It's radio's fault. It's really yeah. like about catering to radio formats, and yep. that's way less of a big deal over here. So I think that's yes. that's a big one. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, and and I think too, because I want you to describe your music for everyone a little bit, because I think that the type of music that that I was listening to for what you do, I think it fits perfect in Europe. Yeah. So tell us yep. a little bit about the type of music that you do, because I'm a huge fan. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, it's been a joy, mostly because I, I came over here just because I wanted to like see the culture and see the architecture and see a country that, um, or, you know, several countries, arguably the UK is getting worse and worse about this, but federally funding the arts is something that just changes the game completely. I think the struggle that happens in America from the touring industry to the recording industry is the fact that the American federal arts budget per year is less than one Hollywood film. So mm -hmm. we are not experiencing the proliferation, the uh, diversity that we could be experiencing that it's not perfect over here by any means, but in a country like France where artists are supported through periods of unemployment, artists are supported if you meet a baseline amount of gigs a year, you can have, you know, some sort of universal basic income for musicians. It's just a completely different headspace to be creative in. So the musicians that I found that translated the sounds in my head the best have been these French guys and girls. And it's been interesting because they've had the freedom to really dive into their own passions and their own skills and use them to you know the full potential of a 20 something or a 30 something where you're really globally informed about music mm -hmm. and um describing my music is hard because i've done so many different kinds and i've made you know very floridian kind of rock and roll or world music or whatever with my floridian band and uh more southern rock country rock kind of stuff with the band i had in nashville and then I think the silhouettes in Paris really helped me find my sound of what I want to make records that sound like. I, there's different things that I can sing or write in that I wanted to express as sort of maybe a, an EP or a little experiment, but it's been really nice to have this European perspective help me form my own sound, which is not just those aforementioned genres, but... Um, Everything I've been listening to in the in the more recent times since classic rock was my foundation and blues and country and all these things, I feel like for a lot of people it is, but in the last, uh, I don't know, five years, especially since lockdown, I've just been listening to weird stuff like <laughs> Prince and Radiohead and just stuff that I wasn't using to write from or create from before, but um, these guys get it. And it's it's really fun to, to also not have to pigeonhole yourself because Nashville is kind of a place that does that to you. No matter how hard you try to fight it, it happens. And it's not your fault, but it's, you know, it's less so over here, I think. Yeah, and I would agree with you. I mean, definitely 
Nashville does pigeonhole you and you know even like I find it even in my my music because a lot of a lot of people try have tried to push me towards that and I'm like y'all I, I don't sing country <laughs> it's just not gonna work it's such know? a money maker you know I know. I, knew, I knew so many people in Nashville who had rock bands or who were like I'm not gonna do this and lo and behold they're now famous for doing the thing they said they'd never do because never man, do everybody has a price I know. <laughs> exactly exactly so before I, I ask you to, to play us a song, I'm hoping we have time to do two, if, if you could. Yeah, sure. Um, but before I, I swing over to ask you to play, one of them is, okay, you mentioned right now that you're listening to, to groups like Radiohead, and I think you also mentioned Prince. Yeah, I was on a Prince kick for a while. <laughs> he's awesome. I know. He is absolutely He's brilliant. He was a brilliant, brilliant musician, in my opinion. Um, who else inspires you? Or what types of things do you draw inspiration from in order to write the music that you're currently working on? There was a lot of lockdown music that I revisited um, from my younger years, like stuff that was happening in the early 2000s, like um, the early White Stripes records and the gossip and um, kind of this like garage rock revival that was happening in, in those early 2000s where it was everything else was not and this was guitar music and Oasis and Britpop and um, Gorillaz and Blur and things like that. Um, but then on this completely different side that was kind of adjacent to my kick of Prince and disco um, was like industrial music and 90s electronic music and just a lot of a lot of 90s music in general because it, looking back at it after having been to school and learned about history of rock and history of recorded music and all these things um, the 90s were so fascinating for so many reasons but I especially like thinking about how real instruments were still being played on pop music and the transition from plugged into the wall or acoustic analog mentality was in the production of the record rather than in creating it with laptops or creating it with, I'm interested in how you can use um, analog instruments to create futuristic sounds. And the seventies was really into that too, but it turned, it spun off into kind of a proggy place. And I wanna, I'm interested in the people who are doing it for pop music and making rock more pop popular, I guess. You would get along really well with my producer. <laughs> yeah. Because he is, uh, there's actually a couple people that I know that are very interested in the whole um, organic instrumentation with pop. And yeah. there is not a lot of that today because there is most, I'm not going to say most. I do know a lot of people do, you know, loops and beats and, you know, yeah. one loop is in, 50 different songs and, mm -hmm. and everything is, is very and there's you know 13 writers on everything yeah 13 mm -hmm. writers on everything and it's I'm hoping that at some point in time we do get back to a little bit more of the creativity as as you described it because I do think that bringing bringing in more organic instrumentation and you can have a blend but I think leveraging more organic instruments, I think, is going to provide a little bit more variety than what we're yeah. listening to today. That was honestly the 
the titans of that for me were Prince and Radiohead because they yes. both used futuristic production techniques and futuristic mixing and, um, you know, analog synths and keyboards and things to make guitar music more powerful. And um, they both as artists always had their eye on the present zeitgeist and the future to figure out what music would sound like, but how you can do that informed by a guitar plugged into a wall rather than, you know, a, a, a drum trigger. And now, now I'm in a place where I'm exploring that kind of thing too. How can I layer a computer sound over an organic, really hard hit kick drum yep. to make something hit even harder for, yep. for this new headspace we're all in, but. Awesome. Well, yeah. let's pause for a song break. Can you play us a song? Sure, yeah. I, um, I have been practicing trying to play some of the newer things I've written live. Awesome. Um, this is a good time to force myself to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, uh, I'm going to play a song called Aquamarine that um, is new. Uh, it's going to be on the next record that um, the Silhouettes and I are working on right now. And this was definitely in my oasis phase. <laughs> yes. I rediscover Oasis every like three or four years. And it never it hasn't gotten old yet. Which is cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure it will someday. But I was also listening to a lot of um a lot of like Brian Jonestown Massacre and Dandy Warhols and um some of that early two thousands um guitar music that I realized you could just put uh, elements of the classic songwriting technique that's really um, pushed into your mind in Nashville, especially when you co-write and you learn from people in business. Um, you can blend that with some of the meaner sounds that I was finding in BJM records and um, Oasis records, guitar-wise, wall of sound, things like that. And if you apply that to songwriting that would maybe otherwise be cheesy, you can make something cool. Um, Yes. Uh, yeah, you just have to put a lot of guitars on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is Aquamarine. <clears throat>
immortalized no matter what transpires you got the flame through and it'll find for my greedy disguise you never know I dream little life long before it's alive It's very different. It's um, it was very kind of shoegazy when I wrote it, very slow, and the band has put a very kind of rougher, but like um, a little psychedelic, a little dancey, still in the kind of dreamy spirit of the thing. It's kind of a uh, the only song on the record that's kind of bittersweet and nostalgic. But we um, we just signed with the first time I've ever done anything with management. Um, I've always done everything myself with my label and my publishing and the band and I just got with a manager and lawyer and it's kind of building the space for the new album and we've got four songs. I'm working on number five through eight. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. It came a lot quicker than the last one, probably because of lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff, you know, a lot of a lot of artists have been saying, yeah, you know, I mean, spent all this time writing stuff. Now I'm able to get in and record. So 
Yeah, exactly. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of new music. For sure. That's for great. Sure. I'm happy to hear that that you're you're working with people because I know that you've also worked with some um, big names in the past. Vance Powell. Um, yeah, from good old Vance Jack White, Arctic Monkeys. That's huge. Um, he's done, yeah, he's done so much for um, Jack White and Birdman and Raconteurs and stuff. And that's really why I thought his production engineering was so good. And um, I worked with Brett Orison, uh, who has done sound for Jack White as well, and mm -hmm. uh, sound and production for the Black Angels. Awesome psychedelic band that I love. Brett went to Berkeley, like me, and he's producing a lot of cool bands out in Austin, Texas, all mostly psych and blues. Um, he's got great taste. And over here right now, it's just me and the band making these demos, which is crazy because we're more producers than we've ever been. And it's always been a goal of mine to get to a place where I feel like I'm producing my own music, at least most of the way, rather than just collaborating with um, a producer who's older and knows more. Um, but we are going to create these demos and then shop around for somebody to work with. And this is the first time that we've had a team behind us helping us do that. So I hope that we can have another great experience like Vance was that taught me so much. I, I'm excited to have that next uh, vibe for the band. Yeah, I think that'll be awesome for you. And I, I was watching one of your videos where you were actually doing some studio work with the band. Yeah. And yeah. You're doing a very, very good job with the whole demo producing type. Of th I was, I was actually, I was cracking up because I was just like going, damn, she's a little spitfire. I love her. <laughs> Cause I mean, but it was really great because everyone. Hi, my friend Davor. Hi, Davor. <laughs> Hi, Davor. Is it Dever? Is that how you say it? Davor. He's Scottish. Davor. Okay. <laughs> Well, his his last name looks Irish. It's Scottish. McLeod is one of the the Scottish staple family names, names around here. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I, that's, that studio video I think you saw was um, in England doing the pre production for uh, doing the tracking actually for the record that we did together the silhouettes and I the first time we did an album together but you guys did it I mean I thought it was awesome how everybody contributed their own part right yeah so this is this is really what it, it this is peak being in a band for me that's why I love this crew so much they're just the best family of players I've ever been able to get together that is all in the same wavelength trying to do the same thing and doing doing a lot of things ourselves first and then sending it off to somebody else who can help us level it up is what I've always wanted rather than um, going to a producer first and saying kind of, you know, who are the best players for this? It's, I've got the best players now. I just need to uh, take a step back from that and realize that the next step of the process is to level up the songs once you have the family together. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Your next album is going to be killer. I can't, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Do you have a timeline when you might be putting it out? I would like to put it out in the beginning of 2022 um, so that we can tour all year because this year is still pretty up in mm -hmm. the air for a lot of things. Um, but it's just, it's, it's hard to say. We've got some offers in France to play outdoor festivals and things like that, but the UK is uh, not quite up on that yet. Um, 
And we were supposed to tour the States with the French band in 2020. So uh, we didn't want to try to do that this year when things are so uncertain. So hopefully we'll do it next year. Um, but right now I'm just kind of like sitting, waiting for things to open and they are slowly uh, between here and France. So yeah, summer, summer outdoor shows are likely and then uh, album in the first part of the year so we can do a real okay. tour here. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that I, I was going to ask you about if you had any touring plans or stuff, because I know things are opening up yeah. in the States. It's um, different everywhere. It's so hard. Like, I, there's people back home in the States who are like, come play, you know, New York or New Jersey or Nashville. And I'm just like, it's so far away now. <laughs> I don't know. And that when when only certain things that are so far from each other are are operative. And it was even tougher over lockdown times because... France would close and then the UK would be open and then the UK would close and France would open up. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, that was my yeah. whole winter. <laughs> I know it's clown world. It's a little wacky. It's a little wacky. Hopefully yeah. by the end of the year, maybe some sense of normalcy, who knows? We'll who see. knows? <laughs> right. We'll see. We'll see. I just want to play with the band again. Full, full shows. Yeah. That's why I've been loving being in the studio so much. Cause you get to make so much noise. I miss, I miss the noise. <laughs> I know the feeling. Trust me. All right, we're gonna play my famous Saturday mixing it live this or that game to so okay. that everybody can get to know you just a little bit more. Okay. A little more personal type questions. And then I'd love you to close out our show with one more song if you could. That oh. would be awesome. So answer. I'm going to give you two words. You give me the first thing that pops in your head. Which one? Okay. City or nature? Nature. Plane or train? Plane. Beach or mountains? Oh, that's literally the two halves of my psyche because I was literally raised between Florida and New Hampshire. So that one is the, the ultimate impossible. I'm right in the middle. <laughs> Switzerland. <laughs> that's like my daily battle in, up here. <laughs> Fire or ice? Fire. Big party, small gathering? Big party. Phone call or text? Phone call. Yeah, a lot of people are picking the phone call one, which, is, inter <laughs> which, is, which is interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Sneakers or sandals? And I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. I don't wear either of those things. <laughs> Are you a barefoot girl like me? I sometimes, but I have, I've always worn boots, just like little oh, cool. goth problems, I guess. But I grew up in Florida, never wore flip-flops. I think I had a principle against it. I don't know. And, and I have a pair of trainers now that I'm in the UK for like when I go do archery or something and I don't want to be in fancy shoes, but I, yeah, you won't catch me in sneakers anywhere else. <laughs> oh my God. That's so awesome. Because yeah. I'm a barefoot girl. <laughs> I wear yeah, I walk, as much as I can be. Yep. I walk barefoot all the time. Mm -hmm. Piercings or tattoos? I have so many tattoos and like no piercings. I was so scared to get, I have my ears pierced and that's it. And I was terrified to do that when I was 14, but I'm covered in tattoos. All right. So we'll go with tattoos. All right. <laughs> that's, that's my this or that game for today. We'll see what other questions I have the next time I come on. But yeah. I would love for you to play us another song, um, close things out for us, and then after you're done, you can tell everybody where they can find you on social media, and we'll call it a wrap, because I know it's late for you. Sure. It's actually not that late. It's not too bad. Um, 
I, uh, the sun is still up here, which is great oh. because all winter the sun set at 4 p.m. in Scotland. Um, so this is magical. Awesome. Uh, this song is from my second album, Shadow Work, which just came out last year. And this was the first album that I did with the Silhouettes. And um, this is the song that you saw the video for on YouTube. Uh, it's called Oedipus Rex, and it's like a mini documentary about our studio time making the the tracks for that and um and this is on vinyl on Bandcamp now so this that's pretty cool awesome Uh, on vinyl 
on Bandcamp, um, kimlogan.bandcamp.com. And that's the album Shadow Work. And we got the vinyl press in France over lockdown and have not gotten a chance to even play a show where we're selling it. So everybody's <laughs> just got it from the internet. And hopefully this year we'll be able to play some uh, some stuff where we can give these people vinyl in person. Oh my God, that's awesome. And yeah. Bandcamp Fridays, people. So Bandcamp oh, yeah. Fridays, keep that in mind. They are doing, was first I hope Friday. they keep doing it. I'm not yeah. sure. I, I heard this was maybe the last one, but I hope not. I don't think it no, would be. No, they, they extended it for the whole year. Nice. Okay, good. Yep. Good. Yeah. So first Friday of every month, Bandcamp Fridays, yep. all the money goes to the artists. So yep. you heard Kim. They have that in vinyl. Yep. Go buy We it. have CDs and buttons, too, and we're making uh, – we have a potential collaboration with one of my friends up here in Scotland. Um, well, I met her in St. Andrews, but I think she's going to be in London now. She's working on woodblock printing, and I'm so excited because we haven't met yet. We're going to meet in London in a few weeks to talk about it, but we should have some really cool merch this year. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, tell everyone where they can find <laughs> you, and then we'll close things Dabber, that just broke my heart. having you here. <laughs> Um, you can find me on everywhere on the internet and it's at Kim Logan music, every platform. I don't have a Facebook anymore, but the page still exists. Um, yeah, everywhere. Spotify, Kim Logan. Yep. You find her people cause she is <laughs> awesome. And the silhouettes are awesome too. Yeah. They are her band and Kim, thank you so, so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for loving me. We'll get you back on when the album's yeah, out. Thank or you when so you much, Nikki. Thank you. And enjoy. Yeah, I'll have to send you a record. <laughs> Thanks there. for having me. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. You too. Bye, everybody. This is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.